Welcome to the Breaking Health Podcast, a series of discussions with the most disruptive CEOs and leaders in digital health. Hi, everyone. Tom Salami here. Thanks for joining us on the Breaking Health Podcast. We're going to uh, visit with Christiana Delarusso. Uh, she's a partner at Providence Ventures. I met with her at the Digital Healthcare Innovation Summit back in November, and uh, she's a, a Boston native, so we were able to give her an excuse to come home. But she's now living uh, in Seattle, and she, again, is with Providence Ventures, which is the venture group that's actually working on behalf of Providence St. Joseph's, which is the third largest nonprofit healthcare system in the country. And uh, like many provider-backed uh, investment groups, they're looking for digital health uh, companies that could help solve some of the problems, clear some of the bottlenecks in healthcare. So Christiana and I talked about exactly what Providence's charter is. Uh, they've got uh, a, a very interesting and specific uh, mission, uh, one that's being driven by a, an Amazon executive, a former Amazon executive who joined the hospital system. And uh, she uh, gives some insights on uh, the types of companies they're looking for and how investment decisions are made. So I hope you enjoy this conversation with Christiana. And uh, don't forget, registration is open for the Digital Healthcare Innovation Summit. So go to healthag.com, it's the word health, followed by the letters egy.com to uh, register for the November 30th event uh, in Boston. It's a little later in November this year. So uh, make sure you do uh, register as soon as possible. As I've mentioned a few times, uh, this event sells out. So uh, don't be left out in the cold. And it is cold in Boston in late November. So let's get into this talk with Cristiano De La Russo of Providence Ventures. Hi, this is Tom Salemi, Content Director at Healthogy. We're here at the Digital Healthcare Innovation Summit on November 2nd in Boston. It's a great day in Boston. I'm happy to be joined by Christiana De La Russo. She's a partner at Providence Ventures, but you are a Boston gal, right? Native, yeah. Native. Can't take the girl. Take the girl out of Boston. <laughs> <laughs> but you're now you're in Seattle at Providence Ventures, which is a, a very, very interesting uh, entity in that uh, it's one of the, the hospital groups that are really stepping up and making investments. Tell us a bit about Providence Ventures, and then we'll get into how you fit into it. Sure, absolutely. So um, Providence Ventures is the strategic venture arm of Providence St. Joseph Health now, which mm -hmm. was formerly Providence Health and Services. Ah. Uh, we are the third largest nonprofit health system in the country now with that merger, um, all West Coast. And Providence Ventures, the inception of it really came with the charge of Providence's leadership mm -hmm. to be the most consumer-focused and digitally-enabled health system in the country. And that charge was laid out to Aaron Martin, who mm -hmm. is going to be on a panel um, at the conference later today, mm -hmm. who came to Providence from Amazon, interestingly. Wow. so Which is, everyone does that. <laughs> and, and, Damn it. Right, because like who else? comes into a health system from yeah. a big tech company like that from Amazon? So um, Aaron's charge was to build a strategy and execute on it um, to really realize that mission, to be consumer-focused and digitally-enabled, which health systems are really, really bad at. Well, and we know that. That's the word we're hearing today, mission. Uh, mm -hmm. People are really getting into healthcare for a mission to, to really make a change. And Aaron's story represents that, I mm -hmm. think. I mean, Absolutely. he 
probably was doing okay at Amazon and didn't need the job at Providence. <laughs> uh, the stock's not as good for sure. <laughs> but uh, but he wants to to make that difference. Is that yeah, so? Yeah, that's absolutely. And mm-hmm. so your primary focus as an investment group is to basically go out and figure out that whole consumer connection? Well, element? you know, it's part of it. So the, so the charge um, that Aaron is leading has multiple components, and the venture group is, is a part of okay. that. Um, Providence Ventures, our goal really is to be the best venture partner that a company can have when it comes to trying to work with a health system mm-hmm. because they're not easy to work with. They're big, they're ugly, they're complex. And we're not an academic medical center, and we're not – a fully at-risk organization. We're on that journey from fee-for-service to value-based care. Mm-hmm. So we figure if we can help really partner with the companies that we're investing in, help them be successful at Providence, we think it can work in the rest of healthcare by extension because we know it's really, really challenging. So we as investment partners, when we're doing diligence, a big part of that question that we're asking is how are we going to add strategic value to mm-hmm. this company as, as much as evaluating the business and all the other things that go with with diligence. So that means really getting in and talking to our operational partners, asking about their input. How would you use this? Would you buy it? Would you integrate it into your workflow? And all of those questions so that we can really, before we make that investment, understand how we're going to be good strategic partners. Interesting. So does that overall charge for the organization to become the leading consumer-focused healthcare group in the world, and I completely mangled it, but I'm getting the point. Mm-hmm. Is that sort of break down some barriers for you as an investment group within a hospital system? I'd imagine perhaps barriers is too strong, but there's certainly some inconsistencies no, and priorities. Right, right. So I think that, so Aaron is the chief digital officer mm-hmm. at Providence. And so given that position and, and his responsibility to execute on that strategy, I think it does give us a unique position um, in the organization with the operational leaders, um, our clinical leaders, our administrative leaders. So I, I think we have great access mm-hmm. and that's what helps us be successful. So if I'm a CEO of a small startup and, and we, you become an investor and I'm a partner, what, what sort of opportunities open to my company regarding Providence? Mm-hmm. Who do I get to talk to? What yeah. phone numbers do I get? Yeah, so I think that you know it really starts with that introduction and understanding what the company does. Mm-hmm. Um, what's really helpful for us is – if you already have a lead into profit, if you've talked to a clinician, if you've talked to an administrator, now that's not required, but mm-hmm. if you have that, it, we're a big system. And even <laughs> though we can find their email on our system, <laughs> it doesn't mean that we've necessarily connected. But, sure. but our size is also advantageous in that if we found that it was successful in one area, then it's like, hmm, how do we help scale this across the behemoth mm-hmm. that is this very, very large health system? So I'd say that even in the diligence process, even if we don't get to an investment, what we like to do is if we can add value during that process by making some connections and during diligence giving some feedback, because mm-hmm. sometimes stage doesn't match, sometimes technology is just a little left to center or, or not right on the target. If we can add feedback and help that company um, during the diligence process, that's what we hope to do. Now, if we make an investment, then we're all about, okay, how are we going to work together to make this work? Um, and we really do that on a very systematic quarterly basis in terms of checking in with, with with those companies, and we're, we're pretty much in constant co- contact with them, trying to help them be successful. So I think that question about what access do they get depends on the company. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, we want to get them from meandering around, not talking to the right person, to the right person who can help make it work. That's great. So is 
Is it one size fits all with the hospital system? If someone figures out how to work, if someone, if a startup figures out how to work with a Providence, does it work with a Partners? Does it work with an Ascension? Or is every hospital system sort of its own story? Yeah, it's you know, it's a really good question. I Providence is the only health system that I've been sure. inside <laughs> of so far, and so I can't really answer that question. But I think being a big, complex, mm-hmm. messy system that is on the journey from fee-for-service from fee-for-service to value-based care, um, and trying to do more as much as we hate that word standardized care <laughs> and and make care more consistent across the board in a system. If that's what other systems are doing, which I, I think is pretty reflective of what healthcare is trying to do, mm-hmm. um, then theoretically, yeah, it should it should work. That's a good theory. If uh what is the decision process like? If you're championing championing a deal, is it a partnership discussion amongst the Providence Ventures, mm-hmm. or is it uh, does it get kicked up to the CFO or someone else who mm-hmm. ultimately yeah. gives a yay or nay? Yeah, it's a good question. I think it you know it depends on the deal, depends on where they're going to impact the organization. If it's impacting the CFO and mm-hmm. and you know something like revenue cycle or or that kind of function, then yeah, we would bring those people in and we would make sure that those executive sponsors and operational leaders who would be using or promoting the technology, we make sure they're on board beforehand because you don't want to make an investment and then try to promote it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we want to do that internally before we get there. But all of that diligence work is led by the investment team, okay. and so there are there's seven of us on the investment team um, with with a lot of different varied experience coming from from different health systems, from more traditional venture. Uh, My background is as a scientist, so Mm -hmm. very different expertise coming in there. So I think we work really closely together as a team, do that diligence, engage the operational partners, but then it's ultimately our responsibility to push it across the finish line um, to make the investment. But that's with the buy-in of our highest executive leaders at the organization. Where do you find your opportunities? Um, You know, it's, it's, pretty typical of investors i think in general it's other investors mm-hmm. that we're close with it's you know a lot a lot of stuff might come internally so we're always out there talking to our folks who are out on the ground taking care of patients running clinics running hospitals and we say you know there's things we want to be able to bounce off of you mm-hmm. um, opportunistically but we also if you're working with a company and it's an early you know i don't want to know if it's medtronic but if it's an early stage company that that is potentially looking for funding, please let us know because mm-hmm. there might be an opportunity there. So there's sourcing from there. There's, you know, obviously meeting lots of people out at conferences sure. like this. But I think primarily it's from other investors that, you know, we know well and we trust um, as well as our internal folks who are who are on the front lines and finding technologies all the time. If we were to present a, a pie chart of your portfolio, what, what would it look like? What kind of companies would you find? In mm-hmm. there? Yeah, so primarily we're health IT and tech-enabled services. Mm-hmm. Um, we will look at med tech deals. That's pretty opportunistic um, given, again, I think it comes back to what's the strategic value sure. add. So, um, you know, I think that it's always about where can we help the company be successful. And so a lot of that, most of that I think falls with the health IT and tech-enabled services. And one of your companies is Omada, right? It is. Yep. Yep. So that's mm-hmm. kind of a digital therapeutics, not obviously not med tech, but it's nope. a therapeutic device or software or yeah. whatever we're calling it. <laughs> 
Well, they well, it, it's funny how you how it's hard to categorize yeah. because actually they are a category creator, which mm. was one of the things that was really compelling about Omada is they created the category of digital therapeutics, mm. and so it is um, it is more of a program, but it's a program that was clinically validated by many 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 studies. But they were the first company that really took it online and made it digital so that people could participate as they wished, when they wanted, on demand, but still retained all the core components of the program that was clinically validated. Right. All right. And and it's interesting that the, you're right about the term digital. It's almost becoming redundant. Like five it's like innovation. Yeah. Or ATM machine or something. <laughs> right. Like 10 years from now, I think all healthcare will be digital to a component. Uh, to, a, to a point. <laughs> and uh, I I'm hope I'm, I believe you feel the same way. Yes, yes, yeah. we, we hope. I think, um, you know, what's what's interesting about a company like Omada in terms of our venture fund, you asked how, where do we find our opportunities uh-huh. and, and how do they get sourced? I think the lens at which Providence looked at Omada originally was through our HR and benefits department oh, as a large That's employer. A- so we, right now we're over 100,000 employees mm-hmm. of Providence. And so Omada was coming into large employers and saying, hey, we can help your employees be healthier with this program. And mm-hmm. so Providence thought, well, that's really interesting. So let's give it a try. So we piloted it. And as we were piloting it, the company was going to go out and raise their Series C. And what we found compelling about Omada as a company and as investment is, again, clinically published data. Um, they also took on risk as a company. Mm-hmm. And coming to an employer and taking on risk and saying, you're only going to pay us when we're successful, um, that was unheard of. So in addition to being a category creator, they were really setting a much higher bar for these companies that were going to employers offering programs. Um, the third thing was just exceptional management team that is great to work with. Um, and you know, moving forward, we're working really closely with them as their program becomes reimbursable in the near future by Medicare and gets more broad coverage across from commercial plans. And just final question, where do the funds for your investments come from? Is it an evergreen fund or is it? Providence is the only LP at mm-hmm. this point for this first fund. And so um, what's nice about that is that we, you know, you, you don't want to say it, we can take our time because we don't think about it like that, sure. but it is, Providence is the only help, LP helps keep us focused mm-hmm. on what's important to Providence. Now, What's important to Providence is a lot of different things, being such a large organization with a health plan, being a large employer. So there's many different things that we can look at through many different lenses. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, right now it's the only LP. Terrific. Well, thanks for joining us. Oh, I'm, thank you. I'm glad you, we could give you a reason to come back to Boston. Absolutely. Thank you for uh, having me. All right, everyone, that's a wrap. Christiana Del Rosso, thanks for joining us. Glad to give you a reason to come back to Boston. Hope we'll see you again on November 30th uh, at the Digital Healthcare Innovation Summit. Same goes for you, podcast listeners. Join us. Uh, go to healthag.com, the word health, followed by letters egy.com to register. Registration is open early this year. So uh, we want to uh, invite people to uh, confirm their plans as soon as possible. Uh, this event does sell out, so please don't wait. That's it. Tune in next week for another tale of innovation. This is Tom Salemi from the Breaking Health Podcast.